Welcome to Everything's Not Fine. I'm Kelly Budnick. And I'm Nicole Allen. You know, we're two friends that have done a lot of life together. (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes it can feel really lonely. Especially in this era of filtered pics and curated highlight reels. So we're here to remind you that you're not alone. Life can be messy and crazy and great all at the same time. We're so glad you're here to join us in our unfiltered and no BS real talk because everything's not fine. Hello. 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 Hello and welcome to this crazy place. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Join us, won't you? (laughs) (laughs) Join us here in this safe space to be batshit crazy. I push record and it counts down. Three, two, one. And in that three, two, one, all of a sudden, every thought I've ever had gets sucked out of my head. And I feel like I need to clear my throat and blow my nose and adjust every part of myself in that three seconds. Always. Always. Yeah. And, and then, then we, we just get look this. at each other with yeah. like, deer in the headlight. <laughs> Who goes first? Who's yeah. second? What? I was just thinking the same thing. Uh, mm, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like starting every episode like that. We're going uh, in, no plan. Who knows who's going to talk first? It's like a game of chicken. <laughs> a game of chicken. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh. Welcome, friends. Welcome, friends. I'm super excited to um, be back with a focus. Yes. To not sound like I'm on my deathbed. You do have a little pep in your step. Feeling feeling good. Feeling good. (laughs) Thank God. Oh, thank God. The COVID, man, that stuff is baloney. Yeah. I'm glad it's over. Yeah, I know. I'm so jealous. I don't know if we have or if we haven't. So I'm like of this newest. Yes. So I thought about having a COVID party. I probably said that before. You did say that. Yeah. When I listened back and I was coherent, I was giggling because I was remembering the days of the chicken pox parties. Right? I know. I'm still tempted. I know it's totally the like ridiculousness thinking I have any control, of which I know I don't. But... What else? Well, you've got high stakes. Mexico is on the line. So <gasps> I know. Oh, I'm really trying not to be jealous. Um, I was talking to the other people who are going with you the other day, and I was like, I am going to stop releasing my arrows of jealousy against your <laughs> trip. I'm God, going please to- don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be kind and wish you all the best. Yeah, we just got to get there. That's how I feel. We just got to get there. Yeah, just get there. It's okay if you don't get home. (laughs) No, I'm not lying. They, I've looked it up. They fully give you, like, if you test positive when you're there, Uh they give you, like, you go to a separate room. I mean, anybody else that's negative has to leave. But if you're positive, they let you stay for the five days or whatever, and then a doc signs off on whatever, but like you get room service and whatever. And I think it's free. Oh, so let me tell you, I would maybe suggest getting it while you're there then. (laughs) I have a cousin that went to the Dominican Republic. And one of the things he said is, yeah, man, by the end, I'm like trying to lick doorknobs and (laughs) I (laughs) I don't want to go home. (laughs) Lick doorknobs. I know. Disgusting thought, but <laughs> just going around licking everything. Oh. <laughs> um, I am changing the subject. Mm-hmm. Have you played the Wordle game yet? I have not. I've resisted so far, but I keep seeing you post. Not that you've done it a lot, but the few times that you have. And I'm like, oh. I will do it every day. <laughs> well, now I have friends who are also playing. And so we just text each other our results. So it's not so obnoxious um, that I put it on my Instagram every day. Um, I'm obsessed. And somebody finally really, because you can only, so Wordle is a word game. 
only online. There's no app or anything for it. This sweet family, this guy invented it to play with just with his family. And then it became this big deal. And now it's like, for some reason, six months later, it's caught on. So, um, but you only get to play one puzzle a day. Like, Oh yeah. It's one puzzle a day and that is it. So it's kind of, that's what keeps you like craving it. Okay. I see now. Um, but they just released the archives going back to like June or July. So you can actually play the archives more than one puzzle at a time. And, um, I'm trying to limit myself so that I don't put <laughs> myself out on it because I love it so much. But if you're a word game person, you need to find Wordle. Wordle. I, I might have to try it. I don't know. Just give it a shot. Yeah. I really love word games and I'm kind of good at them. And Well, so yeah. The writer. Hello. I, yeah, it's pretty, like I, it. I feel good about myself. (laughs) I have to say, Nicole is having a sneezing fit and keeps muting herself, but I can see her on the screen. (laughs) It is real hard to focus. (laughs) I know. I keep like, and mute, and mute, and and mute again. God. So much for everybody feeling better (laughs) because... That looked sick. Now maybe you have it and you're getting it over Maybe. No. I, I do have sinus crap, as most people know. And so I'm due for my shot, which will really help me. So yes. I just, I'm, I have that due today. In fact, I have to make time. They, they don't really schedule it. They just are like, come in and we'll give it to you. So oh, that's nice. It is nice. I need to do that today. But Noah takes his drive test today too, so... Oh, I'm trying to figure out when to do it. I'm very excited, but also nervous. Like Aaron was like, why are you nervous? He's like, he'll either pass or he won't. And I'm like, I don't know. You don't want him to hurt and be like sad. And you want him to do good. But also because Aaron doesn't do any of this because he gets all barfy. So he can't help like teach the kids. So I'm the one doing oh, it. Yeah. And so it feels a little bit like it's a test of my skills because have you done a good job? Have you not? (laughs) I know it's such a like dumb, I'm sure I shouldn't feel that way, but that's how I feel. So I feel a little bit like I'm on the chopping block. Your mom's an idiot and she hasn't taught you things or success. Well done. (laughs) Good job, mom. You have successfully taught three people how to drive. (sighs) Last one, man. I'm ready to be done. But then I was telling Aaron even, he's like, well, then great. You know, you'll, he'll be done. And I was like, yeah, but like the first like month at least, you're still nervous as all get out when they leave every freaking time. Yes. At least I am. And so I was like, the, the, it doesn't stop there. You're just like, oh God, oh God. Now's when it really begins, actually. Exactly. Because you're like, don't get in an accident. Be extra careful. Definitely don't be on your phone. Okay, make sure you're really watching. Like, Jesus. Okay, are Roz and Noah going to share a car? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. So we have, they drive the van and it has like snow tires and everything on okay, it. Okay, that's nice. Which, yes. Um, but because it's like paid off. So I'm like, well, why would we go buy something? Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, so, yes. So right now they'll share it, which works great. And actually, he's so thrilled if he can get his license because she has like play practice and stuff after school. Mm-hmm. So, and he's just had to like, find crap to do oh um or like wait you know do homework or whatever and wait for Aaron to pick him up after school when school's out for him so he's had a ton of like time suckage so he's excited to be able to like he'll go if he wants to hang with friends or he wants to go home or whatever yeah and then he just has to remember to go back and get his sister kind of a thing so to not be stuck he's pretty jacked that is so weird it's super weird. Like, it's great, but it's so weird. Yes. Yeah. Your baby is 16. Yesterday, She's, right? Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. I know. <clears throat> the youngest, my youngest is 16. <sighs> but so was yours. 
I know, but it's, I, I don't know. It feels different with only two kids. Like, sure. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I try to just ignore it, but he doesn't have, he hasn't taken driver's ed yet. So sure. it doesn't feel, my kids are late drivers. They're late bloomers in the driving department. Nothing wrong with that. Plus in this era of COVID, I feel like it's more typical. That is more typical. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I honestly, mean, Ross has several friends that haven't gotten their license at all yet. Yeah. And she's 17. Like, yeah. Um, Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm in denial about the whole thing, actually. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> he's, he's like chomping at the bit to start the driver's ed. And I keep coming up with excuses of why he should wait. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, this weather is a good reason, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that it's not, it's a good thing to practice too. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, but just in charge of driving with him. Like I did Ellie and I'm never ever ever doing it again. So I yeah, I just don't get that option. <laughs> That's too bad for you. Which really sucks. I'm gonna call BS on the thing with Aaron though, because I too get very barfy and I did okay. It yeah. probably did make me more anxious, though, now that I think about it, feeling nauseous and being stressed out. I probably should have, I should have cashed in on that. Damn right? It. You really could have. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's rough because he actually gets, like, green. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't take He's long. way worse <laughs> than me. <laughs> and the new drivers, as we all know, as many oh, of us know, Lord. are very herky-jerky. Oh, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it is very, like, hoo, <laughs> the thing that got me with Elle was taking the corners fast. Like we would, and we have three roundabouts in our neighborhood between Ooh, the front yeah. of our neighborhood and our house and the roundabouts and the going 30 in the roundabouts. Um, you know, I was like, by the third roundabout, I would be like, I'm going to barf on you if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I made it clear if I throw up, it will be on you. Yes, like literally on you. <laughs> on you. <laughs> yes, I actually got in an accident in a roundabout. Well, not in, from a roundabout, um, but it was in Iowa and it was icy. And my mom, it was the nineties, so we had a rear wheel drive car uh-huh. in the butt crack of like snowmageddon, ice, and whatever. Right uh-huh. every year. And I, of course, was like in a hurry. So I was going too fast. And then rear wheel drive and on ice in a roundabout. Oh. Oh. So um, another gal was coming in a station wagon and I full on slid right into her, crashed into her. Her window broke. This is the worst. This gal was a recent widow. Like her husband had just died and my mom knew her. And that was the first thing I came home and I'm crying and I'm like, mom, this thing just happened. And she's like, well, who? And she goes, her husband just died. (laughs) So then I'm like in hysterics because I'm like, oh my God, I just ruined this poor woman's life whose life has just fallen apart. Her like young elementary kids are sobbing and they've already just lost their dad. And here I am, this idiot teenager. Oh, it was terrible. It was so oh terrible. Oh, my God. Yes, it was horrible. And my oh. mom, I, I mean, understandably so now, because I'm sure I would say the same, you know, something along the same lines. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> it's like the worst person <laughs> to have that happen to. But it uh, added to, the, to injury. Yeah, it was real bad. Real bad. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't kill the widow. So thank God. And now of course it's snowing here actively. So I'm like trying to look at the weather channel. Like how long is this going to last? Because Noah's taking his test later today. And yet another reason to be all nervous for him doing that. If it's like freaking actively snowing while he does. Oh my Lord. (gasps) No big deal. No big deal. Noah. you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Totes fine. (laughs) Not freaking out at all. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, well, we, this is the first year that we've had snow while Ellie's been driving. And like the day that it was, we woke up and there was like major snow. Jim was like, let's go. I'm going to teach you how to drive in the snow. And I was like, oh, yay. That's wow. so great. But seriously, you know, the beautiful thing about youth is like you're invincible. And so it actually helps in the driving in the snow because you're not such a nervous Nelly. Like he taught her the basics about downshifting and not braking and, you know, things like yeah. that. And she's a better driver in the snow than I am. So. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least I tell myself that. I'm sure she is. <clears throat> I did let her drive me in the snow and she did do a great job. So. Yeah, that is good. It is. I guess when you've had a bad experience, it makes it, you know, yes, more nerve-wracking. Yeah. But yeah, but I like when I started driving in the snow. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just had my first winter in Spokane that I had a car. Um, got up one morning, driving to work. We were running kind of late, and so it was like we got to get there and we're driving down the freeway and it's me and my roommate who was from Southern California and I'm from Arizona. So <laughs> not a whole lot of driving in winter conditions and we're driving and everybody on the freeway is going like 25 miles per hour. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are all these people going so slow? What is happening? And I'm just motoring right along. Oh shit. And then we get there and realize that it was black ice. Like, oh. <laughs> drove the whole way on the freeway at normal speeds on black ice, and we were fine. It was only we God's grace on your life. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, baptism by fire or whatever that term yep, is. What absolutely. Happened? And yeah. I, I honestly don't know that I ever really had, like, formal someone teach me how to drive in the snow I think I just figured it out yeah which is well and, and the reality is first off ice there's not a whole heck of a lot like you just have to go slow and try to give room right like yeah. <coughs> um and snow it's you just got to slow slow down a little bit you know yeah. but I don't think I got that memo <laughs> You definitely did then. Holy cow. No, I figured it out pretty quick. God, so crazy. Just thinking back on those years, like I got my car and all of a sudden it's winter. I didn't know anything about snow tires. I'm living alone in a, I mean, essentially alone without parentals. Right. And have to go get snow tires and I'm dirt poor and trying to figure out, I mean. Did you get snow tires? I did. Wow. I That's impressive. Know. I just didn't. And I, bald tires. Again, now my mom looks back and goes like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> probably didn't do a great job. Like, yeah. I'm going to set you up better. Yeah. For like success kind of a thing. But. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. It was very much the era of. Um, oh, you've graduated high school and here's the world. Go live in it. Like oh, a thousand. I was 17 and my, when I turned 17, my mom looked at me and she goes, well, you're basically done. I don't have anything else I can teach you. Oh, okay. I have a pretty good, like 17 year old. Yeah. And I would not say that. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you're basically done. I have nothing else to teach you. I have a 20 year old and I don't think that, I mean, like, and he's pretty good, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of feelings about the old, you're 18. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can't be smotherers. There no, is that. No. And There's- it's not about that, but like, I guess too. And it was just a, I, again, it was a different time. It you was. know, we're talking about like the internet was barely, Whatever, and I certainly didn't know how to utilize it at that point. I don't even no. know if that was possible. But like, uh, uh-uh. no idea. It was just a little bit of a like, okay, bye, figure it out. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, there it was. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> oh man. 
there is some significant trauma there. (laughs) (laughs) I always say like, oh, it was just the time. And it was like, especially in that it was absolutely just the time. But frequently in therapy, I'll say like, oh, it was just the time or, you know, their generation or da da da. And my therapist is like, no. Yeah. No. Like there were plenty of people not experiencing that. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yes, it is a it is fair. a pass because, I mean, come on. But just because it was the norm doesn't mean it wasn't a little bit damaging or a little yeah. fucked up. Yeah, or, that's true. I will say my mom had like two and then three kids that were so significantly yes. younger. I think she was so focused on that. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that had to have been a big part of it. Like oh, you'll yes. be fine, and I, yeah. you know, I'm me, so I was, yes, like, very capable. Well, but. and obviously she knew that you were capable. I mean, right? She wouldn't have felt that way if you weren't. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Jim's the same. Like when he was 18, his mom had like two year olds in the house, and same. It was like as long as he. Really, it was like, okay, I, I can't focus on you. I yeah. Like, I've got babies. Like, you're good. Go live life. Yeah. Also damaging to him. Like. Right. Right. So, you know. <laughs> All we can build downer for you. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's where, too, like, I'm like, okay, how do I do better? But not, like overcompensate the other direction we were just having this conversation last night in fact because about you know the like okay finding a trying to find a balance and like not wanting to just totally overcompensate for how your experience was because that doesn't make great humans either yep we've been trying to use a lot of that i've been trying to focus on that verbiage how do we make good humans Hmm. so not overcompensating doesn't necessarily make them good humans either. But yeah. so being smothering or like for Aaron, he grew up, they were quite poor. Um, and basically like missionaries, which you know, but yeah. um, that lived in the United States. But because they were so poor, he has a lot of like, I don't want our kids to need for anything or want for anything. Yes. And, you know, wants to do all the things, which I think has a great thing. But then obviously, if you overcompensate that direction, like, oh, God, help us. And so I, you know, we're always kind of having that conversation, too, of like, how do we, you know, yeah, you got to still have some normal. I don't know. And what's normal? God. (laughs) That is an excellent question. What the hell is normal? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of um, variables, the parenting and the parenting the children we have. Yep. Not parenting ourselves as children. Yes. That's my my biggest hurdle, I think, is I'm not parenting me and what I needed. I'm parenting these people and what they need. Right. Actually, that's so true. And we, we will talk about, too, like, we have to remember that our kids are starting at a totally different starting block, oh. right? And so even if things that would have been really damaging or really um, like, well, that's forever going to scar them. Like we, yeah. we've we had to go like, hold on. Yeah. Like their whole beginning is yep. so incredibly different that their foundation of that right. is totally different too. Yep. And, and honestly, sometimes it's like, well... No one does it right entirely. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's going to have stuff. So. Oh, baby Jesus. <laughs> so <laughs> here's your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Here's your um, subject matter for therapy. Good luck. A thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, though, an interesting um, segue here is part of that is being able to see your children and see your people. And that's what we're going to spend the next couple of weeks talking about is being seen. But I think that's 
one of the things that I've realized in motherhood is like, in order to be a good mom, I have to be able to actually see these people and yeah, put aside what I think they are or they need or whatever and and see them for who they are and where they are and parent out of that. So that's really like a lot easier said than done for sure. But that's especially with my kids. It's but um, we're not talking about the, the motherhood part of seeing today, but it definitely is something that we will talk about. And it's a good barometer of like, how am I loving the people around me? Right. Is it on my terms and my ideas or where they are and what they need? Yeah. Oof. That's a good one. And the ability to like take that step back and really evaluate, am I parenting out of my own shit and what I would have oh god yeah wanted or even my own fears yes versus their their realities of like yeah. their own abilities because there's definitely been times that we've also mm-hmm. had like like with this relationship that had just recently split up I was the most worried about Jehu, our oldest, yeah, and how he would handle that. Like I thought, like this will break him. Uh-huh. And in all reality, he is so much stronger than <laughs> I gave him credit for. Yeah, and he is so much more sure of himself yeah. and like, yeah, able to be nuanced. And it's. It's been pretty amazing to behold, honestly, to witness. Like, this is not, like, it's obviously, it affects him. And it's difficult. But his ability to um, articulate his feelings, his thoughts, his, all of that, and then have that nuance and separation even, Mm -hmm. um, has been shocking, I will admit. Sorry, Jehu, if you're listening and are offended, but like, <laughs> I don't mean that offensively. Yeah. Like, it's really been cool yeah. to see. So awesome to be able to see your adult children walking in. Like, you gave him so much, but then he has also taken it and grown it even beyond what you know or what you have experienced with him yes. until now. Yep. And so for them to be able to start showing us how they've grown without us. Yes. <laughs> like yes. how they have done the work in whatever way, through whatever avenue, like they have more in them than we even know. Yeah. Oh, that's a gift. Yeah, it is. That's so true. It's such an interesting, like sometimes, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, just see, hearing them even talk about random stuff. Like they'll be like, well, you know, da, 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 da. And I'm like, how do you know that? Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. What are you just walking around in this world and experiencing? I know. I'm like, I didn't teach you that. How do you even know that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a humbling part of parenthood. Yes. Oh, that's for the birds. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's wonderful and I'm so glad for them, but like getting to the place of, oh, you don't need me for your every sustenance of True. Yeah. knowledge and experience. Well, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, not really. I would like to be needed a little bit less. Less. <laughs> this part that'd be great yeah yeah time for you to take on this god it's true oh interesting and yes god it's true oh so anyway today we're talking about being seen we've had a a, quite a few episodes where at some point in the episode we talk about how we felt so seen by someone or to really see each other or um, 
it's kind of a, it, it comes up a lot in our conversations. And so we thought it might be fun to devote a little bit of exploration of the topic of being seen. And not that it's going to be a TED talk because it's still like, for me, I like to talk about myself and my experiences. So. <laughs> so I will be speaking from that place today, but I did think it would be like for people who that's not part of your vocabulary. Um, I thought it might be good just to talk about what that even means to people like mm. the being seen. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? Um, it's kind of one of those like, catchy trendy terms lately like our generation or the are you a millennial or an xer do you know no i'm an x in fact we're kind of in this like weird overlap where um they're zennials they call you yeah 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 so it's funny and i think it's all about how you were parented so aaron tends to relate much more to the millennial uh-huh. I definitely am the ex yes. relating more. Yes. Um, you know, parents of divorce, a lot more like, here you yes. go, Pff, figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> like, Our whole previous conversation, that is solidly an exer yes. conversation. Yes. Like, latchkey kids, figure out life. 100%. Yes. You're on your own, kid. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. You are. He is definitely more of the millennial and you are more of an Xer. That is kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's good. And I'm sure there's been some, um, like, I don't want to say strife. That seems too strong. But, like, <laughs> definitely some... Oh, different yeah. ways of life that have been worked through. I know this to be true. You but like, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like that explains a lot, actually. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, it huh. kind of does. It's, what was my point? How did we even get here? Oh, the it's kind of a millennial term, the being seen. It's like oh. leaning in and being sure. seen. Those are all very feely millennial things. Yeah. The other term that's super hot is deconstruction. Yes. Right? Like it's all about deconstruction. Everybody, you know, deconstructing your faith and, you know, what does that mean? And like, yes, it's all the hot, all the, all the new new hotness. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Which, uh, some, I am a person who gets really irritated by things like that. Like, I'm like, I'm not jumping on this bandwagon. I won't watch a movie if it's received like 20 Oscars or whatever. Like, I am like, nope, too much hype. It can never live up to it. Like, not going there. But I'm kind of all in on like, as a society where we are, of self, um, self-investment self like help in every way you will find me on the self-help aisle of the bookstore (laughs) I do I do get that one thing we talk about a lot at our house or we have is like um you know it's the great luxury that we have in this day and age to be able to focus on how do we feel about that? Let's explore that. Let's like yes. delve in and deconstruct. Like, why yes. do we think this way? You know, our our grandparents and great grandparents, they didn't have that luxury. They were just right. surviving. Exactly. You know, who's got time to think about, fuck your feelings. Like, yeah. farm that land, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Go think about how you're feeling while you're sweating it out over there. Like, feed yeah. your family. The end. Yeah. Like, the, it was, you know, there was a fair amount of you're just getting by you're just you know to to serve the greater good and meet your basic needs yes and so we're kind of at the end of um many generations of like the ongoing cycle and so it's it's been a lot of buildup of not feeling your feelings and it's crashing down upon us in the world of like you know, when you'd have a chance to stop, it all comes crashing down, right? When you're going, going, going in life and you have a chance to stop, it all catches up with you. Well, 
like generations have been going, going, going and oh, welcome. Like we have a chance to take a minute to examine it and holy fuck, this is a mess. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's very true. I will say it's one, that's one area that also I think, I'm sure it's personality somewhat, but it also can be that difference between Aaron and I, the Gen X versus millennial viewpoints of the world, because there is still a part of me that says, I don't care about your feelings about the GD dishes and your room. Just do it. Oh yeah. Just do the job. Just get the job done. And then we can talk about it, but do the thing that needs to be done. Do the hard thing. The end. And not that those are hard things, but you know what I mean? Like to my kids, that's sometimes my like, yeah, I don't really care about how you're feeling right now. In fact, when they were younger, there was sometimes that I'm like, can we just have a little less feelings for just the moment (laughs) so we can get this done and then we can revisit? Oh, (laughs) it's so wonderful. Yeah, signs you're an Enneagram three or something. I don't know. Yes, yes. But you know what, that is, there is such value in that because even my 16-year-old child, like, coming home from school and knowing what chores there are that lie ahead, he's like, oh, I've just had a day, I'm exhausted, I'm mentally exhausted, I'm going to need to take some time for myself before I take out the trash. (laughs) And I'm like, I created this monster (laughs) By honoring your every freaking feeling. Feeling, yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I do think there is a little bit of value, I will admit. I do think there's still some value to saying like, yeah, you know what? Still yeah. got to do it. So let's just do it and be done. Yes. Damn it. And that's <sighs> Jim. Jim is solidly like, why the hell are you letting him go and check out like it will take five minutes. Just get it done. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) That's Aaron too. He's like, but we should talk about that, which I love. And honestly, there's so much value. It does take both. It takes both. But Mm. it is true. Sometimes that's where our, like that, those two different viewpoints will definitely come at a head. Oh God. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's talk about something else. I hate this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm so hot right now I want to take off my clothes <laughs> <laughs> well it's not a video we're recording so you're fine I'm making this a um, tube top I have just taken off my sleeves of my shirt it is now a whatever yeah I was having a hot flash I needed to take off my clothes <laughs> That conversation was making me very uncomfortable. So I got hot. Anyway. Yeah. I feel very seen in this conversation. I feel like you're seeing all of the things I don't want to talk about and be seen. (laughs) Parenting. Well, you're probably not being criticized as being cold. So well done. (laughs) Because sometimes that's how I'm seen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Cold is maybe too strong of a word, but like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never, I'm never criticized as being cold. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the mushy, lovey. Yeah. I, I'm the one where they're like, can you come in and just say hi and like give hugs? And not come in like a wrecking ball of like, this didn't get done and that didn't get done. And why aren't you doing this? And we got to get going. And what are you doing? (laughs) I feel that inside, but I don't say it out loud. I know. I got to work on that. That's, that is admittedly a thing I consistently need to work on. Well, you're lovely just as you are. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The hard part is even if I don't say it, my face says it as we've, expressed uh, I uh I don't have a good hiding face I don't yeah so funny I was listening to a Glennon podcast recently and they were talking about how um her and lovey fix your face yes, yes. 
I forget her name, but like on panels together, one of them would have to look at the other and be like, fix your face, fix your face. <laughs> I feel that. Oh, so totally. Which I love that they even said that. And it is not a unique and I'd never heard that from them. But I use that phrase all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought of you when they were talking about it. I was like, oh, fix your face. <laughs> yep. Oh. <sighs> yep. It's, oh. it's real. Yes. Okay, I feel like we need to get on topic here. Okay. We have got shit to to discuss. I need to discuss the feeling scene. Yes. Or maybe No, it's good. I think the you did you did you already say what it was? No. Oh what God. is yeah, we're we're 40 minutes in here. Shit, sorry guys. Okay. What does it mean to you to feel seen, Nicole? I think it has to do, for me, judgment can't necessarily be a part of it. It has to be mm-hmm. just like, I see the, the reality of you or be, you know, people do. Um, I think a phrase that I like is a witness to your life. Mm. Like, um, and also something about belonging. Like, like a place, like you belong here. Like I see you and I accept that or whatever. Like, yeah. And something there's feels like there's something really sacred to that too, because of that vulnerability. Like there's a safety. Yeah. Um, that has to be a part of that too. Yeah. I agree. Which probably is about the judgment thing, you know, too. Like, yes, totally. I think for me, like, for me to feel seen means that I'm understood without judgment, without um, someone wanting to change me. They just understand where I'm at and will allow me to be in that place. Um, no matter what, yeah. like it's just a, well, here's an example. And this is probably honestly what even got me thinking about it this, this last week. So I mentioned on a previous podcast that we had some big decisions that were kind of in limbo. And, um, I was talking in therapy about that, about how I was feeling, what I was basically what was kind of in the works was a possible us possibly having to move due to a job thing, but the job thing was going to be like a pretty amazing amount of money financially for our family. And, um, life changing. And so I'm talking in therapy about, I really want this. I really like, like, yes, it's going to come with changes of, you know, moving to a different state and all of that, all that that means. But like, I just want it so bad and I'm not used to wanting something so bad and, you know, talking about it. And she, she just stopped and she was like, well, of course you want it. It would mean this and this and this and this and this and this, and and it would make you feel this and it would, and she just laid it all out. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yes. Yeah. Like, and obviously it's a therapist. Like they are trained, well-trained to be able to like, see all of that and, and recognize it or whatever. But in a way that like, Oh, you know me, like you've been listening to me for months and you know, what makes me tick, you know, what makes me feel vulnerable. You know, what makes me feel scared. You know me. And, um, and there was no judgment. It was Mm -hmm. like, of course, this is how you're feeling. Of yeah. Course, this is you. Yeah. I think that's such a good um, part of, of being seen 
is like when people even can say things probably in a summarized way about you. Yes. That all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I love those moments because it is, that is exactly the feeling is you're like, oh my God, you get me. Exactly. And you see me and you care and you don't think I'm an asshole or... Yeah. Or maybe you do think I'm an asshole, but you love me anyway. Right, right, right. Yeah. My charm and not like. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just, it's so powerful. It's like, as I've been thinking about that, I've been trying to think of, is there anything more important to me? Is there anything in my life right now that makes me feel more safe, more um, like able to live life, do the work, do all the things like knowing that someone sees you for who you are and loves you and accepts you for who you are. Yeah. And wants the best for you through that is power. Like, it's just so empowering. And it makes me want to work to see people that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can't see your male person, like, on no. that level. You, know, you can't walk around life just endeavoring to see everyone like just see everybody with your eyes just see them (laughs) really really see them (laughs) but there's if we all worked a little harder to see people just a little bit yeah our world could probably be a little bit better of a place for sure but in the meantime like seeing our people and giving love in that way is it's very inspiring to me like to want to be that person yeah agreed i think one of the things i realize for myself is about needing to be present like i am able to be to see people when i I'm like in being intentional about being present with them. Right. Yes. Because if it's just always about what else is happening, I, you know, that's where my mind is. So it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Done. But if I can be present, my, my, I don't know, attention or focus or yeah. whatever is much yeah. more. Yeah. Well, I think that, It's very like having the type of relationship with someone that enables you to see them and them to see you is very nuanced. Like it's, you have to be paying attention, right? To read the body language, to hear the things, to know that person like, and it takes time and investment. Yeah. And that's what makes it such a gift, right? If you're able to see me and really know like what's going on inside of me, that does not come easy. And so not only does it not come easy to you, like it takes work on your part, but I have to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and actually have my shit be out there or what is there to see? Like, right, 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 right. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just seeing like a curated. Yeah, exactly. Of exactly. Fake. <laughs> yeah. So. Practically speaking, what does that look like to me? Like the being vulnerable. So same situation, the move, everything. My group of friends who I really endeavor to like share all of my life with and and be that vulnerable, but also be there for them. Um, we have a group chat and I had said, cause this has been going on for like a month, this whole process. And it, at first it was a for sure thing that was happening. And then people wanted to change some things and then it just 
whatever. It just became a mess. And so it's been limbo for a few weeks. And finally, um, when we made the decision and, and found out that <clears throat> what would make it work for us wasn't going to happen, we said, you know, it was very disappointing. Like, um, it felt like the door to um, the promised land got slammed in my face, you know? Yeah. And um, so that was tough. And I had to sit with it for a little bit. And then like when I told the girls like, yeah, it's not going to happen. <clears throat> At first I started and I played it off like, eh, it's all right. We have a great life. I'm really happy. Blah, blah, blah. Which is true. That's all very true. Yeah. But as I sat with it more, I was like, and this is just on a text. It's not like, you know, you right. can know what someone's feeling anyway. And probably everybody knows me well enough to know that I was <laughs> struggling anyway. But I, I, I had to make a conscious decision to say, okay, but like, honestly here, this has been really hard. Yeah. Now I'm okay, but I've had to sit with this for a few days and work through some shit. And, and this has been really hard. And to like, for me to do that, it probably didn't make a big difference to anybody else, but I had to do that for me because I'm breaking that habit in my life of like, you get to see the good parts, but I'm not going to let you see all of the yeah. struggle. Yeah. And I just, I had to go back and say, oh, here's all of me. Right. Like, for me, I had to do that. And it opens the door for people to say, hey, I know how much that would have meant to you. Yeah. Like, I know there are bonuses that you don't have to move and blah, blah, blah. But I know what that meant to you. And right. I know it's a struggle and just that being seen and maybe that wouldn't have happened if I didn't go back and say, okay, but really this is hard. Right. right. <laughs> like it's just that moment of being humble. Like it takes humility to be vulnerable in that way. It takes like showing the parts that you don't necessarily want to show. Sure. And we can't see each other. I mean, you can see that I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sure, sure. And there's a there's a level of like the people who know you best saying, okay, your walls are up right now. I see that your walls are up. Right. Um, but it's a whole lot easier if to have an exchange of relationship and be supported and be loved and be whatever if people don't have to knock down a few walls to get to you. So right. anyway, that's my perspective about it. Yeah, no, that's good. Is it, was it hard for you when, if people responded in a like kind of joking, like, I'm sorry, you're not like, I remember I said, I'm super sorry, you're not going to be rich, but I'm really happy for me. We'll <laughs> be close. No, no like, does that all. does that feel cavalier and like unseen to you? No, or was it I like, think, I think, you know, me like, yeah, I that felt so everybody has their place, right? Yeah, I think in that in the group chat that we have, it's eight people. And your place in my life is very much that it's, you know, you, and yes, you said that, but we had actually already, we had, had already talked. Before. Yes. So it's different. Um, but even if we hadn't have like, <clears throat> I think that's the beauty of close friends is knowing when somebody needs to hear the dark humor of something sure. or, you know, and anyway, no, I, I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think that hearing it, the jokes about it or 
think it goes back to everybody provides a different way of knowing you and loving you and communicating with you. And, and maybe if that was the only interaction, it would be different. Sure. Versus like, sure. Something else. Yeah. But yet there, yeah, there is kind of a nice, it's nice to also have someone that knows you well enough to be able to like lighten, like, let's joke about it's okay to, you know, like lighten the mood or whatever, occasionally to bring a little levity. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, and part of like being in, in relationships with people where you feel seen or, you know, where you're endeavoring to have that depth of relationship is fucking up. Right. I mean, it's not always going to be perfect. True. It's not, we're not always, I know I don't always say exactly what you need to hear in the moment. Like, sure. or I'm completely self-consumed at the same time that you need me. And I, and I don't provide that. Like, sure. that's life. That's that's friendship and love and motherhood and whatever. Like sometimes we're in our own shit and we're not perfectly what the other person needs or thinks they need or wants, but yeah, it's the having space to, It's, it's having the space and giving each other the space to keep growing and to keep trying and to keep becoming. Yeah. That's good. Anyway. But I think one of the things that I'm really excited in talking about this over these next few weeks or whatever is I think we all walk around life not feeling seen sure in in our various ways like i feel very seen in my friendships i've and in my marriage but in motherhood in um womanhood and becoming who i am as a woman like i don't and part of that is not knowing myself and so how can I, how can I feel known if I don't know myself? You know, like that's part of what I want to dive into and talk about and learn. Like, right. This, this topic for me is a lot of exploring because it's very unknown. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you live your whole life in a shell and in self-protection, there's not a, whole lot of feeling seen so true well and then also I think there's like the whole other part of like that's not something that everyone else that everyone has earned right and and so we also it's not I've been there with say co-workers or something not all of them but certain ones that I'm not terribly close to and I'll try to have I'll like kind of go there in a, in a deep and meaningful way. And then I've absolutely been like, oh shit, (laughs) reverse, reverse, undo, undo. Because I realized like, that's not the relationship that we have. Exactly. And so I'm expecting, you know, something out of something that, that that's not, that's not the kind of relationship that we have. It doesn't mean we couldn't have it or that there isn't a person or whatever in that dynamic that I do have that with. But I, I, a few months ago, had that very strong experience where I was like, Oh shit, I went real. I went real deep. And then suddenly had this like blink, blink, like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Response. And I was like, Oh fuck. Undo. It's like walking into a room buck naked. Like (laughs) very quickly remembered like, Oh, I forgot. We don't do this. Okay. And there's something important about knowing that too. Like, yes, yes, there's dipping your toe to see because you don't know if that's a person that could be unless you test the waters, you know. But but a part of being seen is also knowing and wanting to be seen is also knowing who that's safe with or who, who is ready for that even. It's not that they, you know, and who isn't. And that's important too. Yes. Yeah, that is very true and very important. And I think 
for me, the struggle for me is um, just because I feel that way towards someone, like, because just because I want to know you and love you in that way doesn't necessarily mean you want to or are capable right. of loving me in that way. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> there have been numerous times where I'm like, oh, this is my person. This is my, um, you know, you, I care so much about you and you fit this role in my life and you could be this person for me and like open the door to that. And then it's not reciprocated. And I have a choice of either being pissed off that you didn't give me what I wanted from you and you're a jerk or realizing like, Oh, I overstepped that. That was on me. Like, and you don't provide that. That's okay. Like, we'll just, like you said, reverse. Yeah. Yeah. And it, cause it's not always like, I don't think it has to be a criticism. I think sometimes it can just be like, you're not ready for that. Yeah. Like that was too much. Yeah. Like, and admittedly, as a hairstylist, I am kind of, I'm a unique flower, Kel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't, it's how it's going to sound and I don't mean it like that. But I mean, I am one that likes to delve into real conversation and yeah. I will, you know, kind of ask questions where all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that might be too much for them. Yeah. And over the years, the clients that I have are people that like that. They want that. They do feel seen, you know, in, in different areas. And like, we can, you know, I remember things. So I'll, you know, ask, sometimes I'll even text about like, Hey, how did that whatever go, you know, been thinking about you, whatever. But it is funny because I definitely also have those moments where I will do that with someone new ish Mm -hmm. to my chair and very quickly realize, Oh, they're not, that is, it's too much. Yeah. You know, and so being able to kind of read that, read the room or read that moment, you know, is important. And to be able to say, I'm not for everybody, you know, whether that's in my job or whatever, but, but also, you know, in, in different relationships, that level of whatever is just not always there and that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's too much for some. Yeah. We are, I would say both of us are very deep, like, there's not a... We try to tiptoe, but <laughs> sometimes. <Right. laughs> yeah. And someone recently said to me, like, I don't think you realize, maybe it was you. I don't think you realize, like, in conversations with you, you know, <clears throat> I know you're looking into my soul. Yeah. And it's very, like, and and I, I'm just like that with everyone. Like, yeah. I really it's a gift and a curse, whatever. Like, it's just how I am. I'm not a small talk. I don't want to go somewhere where I have to do small talk and I have to like, nope, not for me. I don't No, Thank you. I will stick with my like people who are on this level or let me be on this level because I just don't, I don't like operating outside of this and I'm trying to get better because obviously you can't walk around the world, like dug in, right, right. Not really how it works, but I see people like, I almost have to, it's like people who have superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's overwhelming. Like when you can hear on movies where they can hear people's thoughts or whatever. And it's so overwhelming and they can hear everyone's thoughts at once or whatever. Like that's kind of what being an empathetic person feels like sometimes is like, oh my God, I feel all of your feelings and I see everything and it's too much. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, it can be very, it can feel violating to people. Like I know it, even with Elle, like, she's like, I don't want to come home because I'm having a hard time and I don't want to be there. And you see me having a hard time and like, you just see everything. And like, yeah, but I don't want, I'm not trying to, she's like, it doesn't matter. But (laughs) yeah. And I remember that feeling with my mother, like it felt like judgment to me. 
and that, you know, was made me feel very defensive, but she also definitely had that, has that gift of like seeing bullshit. And so now I'm doing it to my child. Anyway, that's a topic (laughs) for another day. (laughs) And part of that, I think, is a little bit part of the gig, you know. It is part of the gig. It's motherhood. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Being able to do both, like being able to, to go deep and see people and see situations, but also being able to like, okay, every moment doesn't have to be yes that. And that's why it's so hard for us to have fun. <laughs> this is a revelation. That might be true. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah, that's interesting. You're going to need to take that to your journal and journal it out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anybody knows me, I do not journal. (laughs) I try so hard sometimes to journal, but it is not who I am. I like the idea of it. It feels very romantic or something. But um, it's too much of a commitment. My therapist told me to use post-it notes. So when I have a thought, just write it down, post-it note it, stick it inside of a journal if I want to keep them all together. But it's less of a commitment. Because that it's a big commitment to write all of your feelings down and like sit and write about fuck that. But post a note, two sentences, I'm in. Yeah, that's a good idea. I could see that. Let's try that. Yeah, because this has been an all over the place conversation. It is a little bit. God dang it! I'm trying so hard to like focus in. I feel like it was good though. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe we're not going to have a series about this. Maybe we're going to have a series about having series. <laughs> no, we are. There's lots here. There's there lots is here. lots here, and I think neither of us want to talk about it. Well, I think we're just, it's the like, okay, we're setting the table. So now we've set the table. We have set the the next. The next one, we'll talk about a specific area. We've set the table, but it's like mismatched dishes and three forks and seven spoons. It's fair. It's fair. So it's more of a buffet. (laughs) You know, if we're a little bit like a... I don't know, the Mad Hatter or the, like, what is it, Alice in Wonderland version? So be it. Yeah, so be it. <laughs> Come on, friends. You know you relate. That's fine. <laughs> We're all just doing the best we can. Does anybody want to talk about this with us? Please call, text, or email if you yes. are willing to come talk about this with us and maybe help us learn. Or yes. tell us how much you hate this conversation as much as I do right now. (laughs) All right. I think we need to call it. I think we need to call it. And I think that we should, I hope that people will like, let us know what your thoughts are on being seen. I think we should talk about something specific next time, like a specific area, whether it's parenthood or, marriage or whatever fine fine then (laughs) all right friends good luck out there folks (laughs) we leave you with nothing (laughs) but love we do leave you with love we leave you with love